Welcome to Titanic Reaction. I'm Tony Mangus. Be aware, these are real stories. Well, most of them are. They will contain tales of alcohol, drugs, sex, extreme violence, and language Mary Whitehouse would not approve of. Take caution when listening. I'm yeah. Tony Mangus, and this is Titanic Reaction. I'm here with the Baby Shakes. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Mary. I am the lead singer and play rhythm guitar. I'm Claudia. I play bass guitar, and sometimes I sing backing vocals. I'm Judy, and I play lead guitar and do backup vocals. Our drummer, Ryan, is at work right now, and he couldn't be with us, but he says hello. Tell him hi. I haven't seen him since that Poison Idea show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Casualties in that was Amsterdam. sick. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, God, remember Freedom? Because I ran into you guys in Florence, and then, again, then I just got to see you at the end of the tour in Amsterdam. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that, we hung out the last night. Yep, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't believe we, we ended our tour by like going to a casualty show with an <laughs> idea. And like, who else was playing? And DI. And yeah, like that was a pretty yeah. big deal. That was, that was kind of awesome to be a part a of that. Oh, yeah. Just to be attending. Yeah. Not all of you are from New York. Where are you from? This is Mary. Um, so I'm from Seattle. I'm actually specifically, I'm, I kind of like, I grew up in a small suburb off of Seattle, um, like maybe 40 minutes away. I think it, it's more closer to Tacoma. So yeah, so I'm not from New York. <laughs> I wasn't trying to rub that in. <laughs> but since I'm from Portland, I like Seattle and Tacoma just as much. You guys are from the same neck of the woods. We are. Um, this is Judy. I'm from Atlanta originally. I grew up in, grew up there and then moved to New York in 2002. So I think I've been here almost 20 years. I, I, I sounds crazy. <laughs> this is Claudia. I am from New York. I'm from Queens originally. And Ryan's also from Queens. He's actually from Rockaway. I'm from not too far away in a town called Ozone Park. Yeah. Um, we got two New Yorkers in the band, <laughs> natives. By the airport. By the airport, yeah. <laughs> do you miss Atlanta, Judy? Yes and no. It's funny thing because I do miss it. I miss my friends there, but a lot of them actually moved to New York, probably like half of them. So like a little bit of Atlanta and New York everywhere I go. Yeah, I don't miss the weather and the mosquitoes and humidity and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I guess I haven't been back in a while. It's, it's nice to go visit. It's a better place to visit than to be living in. I'll say. Nothing big to you? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Do you miss the Northwest? Me? Um, you know, honestly, no, not really. I Once I left, I kind of like didn't really look back, honestly. I mean, I have my family there and stuff, and I miss, it a, I, I miss them a lot. But I mean, there's some good things about Seattle. Come on, you know, like there's some, some. It's it's beautiful. I guess it's a nice city. <laughs> it's a nice city, but yeah. I'm not trying to guilt you into liking it <laughs> or like yeah, saying that it's great. <laughs> I know, I'm like Tony. <laughs> if you hate it, you hate you it. Like Seattle, I should too. No. I, but I, I don't know if I would like living there. I liked going to I know. It's, to it's see not like you and Stu and see some friends. But I know, I know. So like, I mean, 
back, you know, like back in the day, like I did like it at the time and stuff. There was a good scene and like a lot of really cool record stores and stuff like that. But like, I mean, now if I go back, I'm like, I don't even, you know, nothing's really left, you know, all the bars have like been torn down, you know, things like that. So it's just, it's a whole different world to me, whole different place. And Claudia, since you grew up in New York, what's your favorite things about it? Um, it was really fun growing up in New York. I feel really lucky to have been able to experience like the remnants of like the end of the punk scene and like the CBGB's era before everything got shut down. Like a lot of bars and clubs shut down, but I kind of experienced that at the tail end when I was a teenager and I was like trying to sneak into shows and trying to sneak into bars and drink underage. It was a really fun scene and it was a different New York. Um, we had a lot of bands, a lot of music, a lot of people came to New York to play and to experience the music scene. We would drink on the street. St. Mark's was still a place where like a lot of people gathered for shows and like punks hung out and drank in the park, drank on the street. Um, and now it's all cleaned up. And I feel like we've lost a lot of that culture that people would flock to New York to see. Like, you know, there's still tourism, but there's not much left that's too impressive. Um, but that's, it's a pity. It's really unfortunate. I feel bad for the younger kids growing up, but you know, they don't know what they're missing, but it, it was grimy and it was awesome. That's why Mary and I moved here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I <laughs> we wanted that grime. Yeah. Well, I, I still had that grime. Like, okay. Some of the first punk shows I went to was like, like maybe 11 or 12 and like, the pl but it was a different kind of grime. It was like meth lab grime, you know? Like, I would go to, like, Fife and, like, at a place called, like, Java Jump. And, like, there was, like, a meth lab on the, in the basement or something. It was just so, like, what, what is going on here? Mary's party in, in meth labs. Like, we were just, you know, I didn't know at the time. And my parents... It's the Pacific Northwest. Did. You can't get away from it. You yeah. can't away. It's all, it's everywhere, you know? So, yeah. We get, like, cute names for, like, you know, the homeless people and, like, you know, the mentally ill people that lived in the park. It was, like, you know, it's kind of sad, but, like, you know, like, everybody was, like, it was, like, just a bunch of misfits hanging out, like, having a big party. Like, we didn't judge, like, you know, it's, like, there goes Hot Dog, man. She's pinching somebody's butt again, like... She's a hot dog's not wearing any pants and she just ran into the diner. Like, it was just like, it was fun. It was funny, you know, and it was like, it was kind of innocent. But like, you know, I guess you look back on it and you're like, man, that was kind of weird. Like, that woman was like, kind of crazy and probably a little bit dangerous. But we hung out with her, man. We used to give her beers. and She was cool. She was like one of us. <laughs> Poor hot dog. <laughs> And Judy, how'd you end up in New York? I think, uh, honestly, it's probably like the music, getting into punk and stuff. Because when you're like a teenager and you're living in a city that's actually kind of like a small town. It's funny because when Claudia was talking about um, bands coming to New York, that was one of my biggest gripes. I hated that. I just remember like one of the reasons that I wanted to move out of Atlanta was that we never had bands come to Atlanta. Like, ever like they would come tour in the u.s and they would never go to atlanta i guess it's too far off the you know path but and then you would see like 
they're playing three times in New York. They can't even come down here. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But yeah, yeah so. no one would really come to the Pacific Northwest either. So it was hard. Like, you know, you wanted to see all this like cool stuff. And like, you're just, I mean, eventually when I, even when I got a car and I was able to go like Seattle more, like occasionally there'd be some like really cool bands and stuff to, to play and stuff. But it wasn't like, it was like a one-time thing. You'd be like, we got to be there, you know, yeah. if it's all or nothing, you know? So and got everybody, it was so cool. Like everybody flew in for shows, like people from Japan, the Atlanta crew would come down, like people from Seattle. It was just like, and I was just there. I just had to take a train and it was like a big party. <laughs> bands you got to see when you were first getting into punk um so at first it was pretty much just local bands like i was um maybe like a freshman in high school and it was just like whatever friends got a band like um i went to catholic school growing up in the suburbs like i had to travel <laughs> really far to go to this school and there were punk shows like in the suburbs and people would do throw keggers in the woods and stuff like that and you know bands like um suburban crisis like spencer wound up being in craze the craze were another band that i would see all the time um the casualties and then of course they would open up for like bigger bands from like the 70s and 80s like a lot of uk 82 punk bands would come and tour and play some gb so when i got to see vice squad that was like the big one. Oh yeah yeah 
I loved that band. I was front and center. Like I had bruises all over my thighs from being pushed up against the stage, which became like a regular thing. And my mom's like, what are you doing when you go out? Like, what the hell is <laughs> But like, yeah, Vice Squad, Menace, um, and probably like Threats were like my favorite shows that I saw um, when I was a teenager and growing up in the punk scene. <laughs> oh, damn. So those, they didn't even come to Portland. Vice Squad did eventually. Yeah, Vice Squad came to Seattle too once, like when I was 16, but that was probably, that's when like more of the punk bands I got to see more of the punk bands because I could drive or like hitch a ride with friends and like um, go to like the bigger city, you know, and I I definitely get to see a little bit like bigger bands that way and stuff. The Addicts too, but I think they toured a lot. Like uh, I got to see... Yeah, the Addicts toured a lot. They played with... I remember (laughs) seeing them once with um, Exploding Hearts and like around that time. Like, and I think Riffs were playing with Slaughter and the Dogs... I remember seeing that that show. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. I that saw was that. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. I had to sneak into that show. They played at, I think, at CB's and at Manitoba's, and I had to, like, have someone vouch for me because I was, like, 16 or 17. And I was... <laughs> yeah, I think you guys played an all-ages show in Seattle when I saw you guys. Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember where we played. But Claudia, I can't believe you were one of the six people at that show and they had to sneak you in. <laughs> well, I was underage. <laughs> at, so. at Manitoba's, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like they just wouldn't let me in because at CBGB's it was 16 plus. And it was like, I didn't have ID when I was 16. I don't drive. So I would like, when I was 16, I looked 12. And I just kind of like, I would always have to like beg to go into shows and like they like i'd try to run through the door they pick me up and like bounce me like throw me away but yeah like that slaughter and the dog show too that that was a long time ago that was like i was definitely not supposed to be in a bar (laughs) i made it (laughs) i got i got a fake id eventually and judy i've been living a lie i always thought atlanta was awesome there is. There's a lot of pros and cons. No, Atlanta is awesome. It's it's like the people and everything is everything is great there. Everyone's like really cool and like in really good music and like like and it's just like a big old family, big old punk family, skinhead family. Um, but yeah, I think it's much better when you get to visit and then you know that you're leaving. <laughs> and, um, yeah. there, like, and living there. <laughs> How did you end up getting into punk? Um. Wow, how did I get into punk? That's like a interesting question. Um, I guess the lame answer would be like when I was twelve, I saw punks at the mall and I thought they looked really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Cooler answer. Um, so I got into the Clash and Ramones and actually Rancid, which is like a funny thing. Uh, this was probably like the mid nineties. Um, I remember hearing like an Angry Samoans song on a comp on this like just random comp that somehow my friend had and it just blew my mind and i'm like what is this crazy music i think it was like lights out and i never heard anything like it and then um shortly after that i discovered operation ivy which you know like if you have like a normal person listen to that it sounds kind of crazy so that was like i think that's what pulled me in like i was like what is this like crazy like amazing music it's just like something about it um like i guess the music and the fashion got me at first 
And then like the attitude and the anti-mainstream, anti-establishment, anti-everything, DIY thing. I don't know. I just like really gravitated toward it. I was like, this is my calling. This is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a punk. That's a good, I mean, I was going to metal shows and I saw a bunch of punk girls with like cool looking jackets. So that's how I got into it. If you want the uncool answer, that's what, <laughs> what was the first punk band you got obsessed with? Oh God. You know that ugh, the first. So I think when I was getting into punk, like I was obsessed with all, with all of them. Um, there wasn't like a particular punk band. I just, kind of was obsessed with everything that was on like compilations like at the beginning um because i couldn't afford to buy these albums yeah. by comps and so there'd be like riot city i remember was one huge one that i loved um like rondelay records like things like that um punk and disorderly <laughs> i was i loved that cop it was so and good that, that was a good one i remember one uk uk like the soundtrack that was like something that i was Bloodstained. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with like albums. Like I remember this one Infrariot record that I played like 70 times. I just could not get sick of it. So I would get like an album and just like become obsessed with that punk band's particular album. Yeah. You know, you get like, and your friends kind of like, we traded CDs and stuff because like we didn't really have money to buy like these rare records. So we'd trade CDs and like borrow them and like video compilation cassettes. I think there was like this, I don't know if it was like punk and disorderly like VHS, but there was one VHS that was like 77 punk through like 82. And like, we'd literally have parties and like sit there and watch these VHS tapes and dye each other's hair and like start our jackets. We had like jacket setting parties and like, we'd just watch these videos, but we'd just pass them along. Like, okay, like you've had it for a week. Like, you know, time to give it back. The next person needs it. So that was kind of cool. And also we traded CDs, but it was always comps. Like that's how you found out about these weird. Yeah. Things. Comps. And also for me, like, um, radio station. So I used to listen to, when I was like in sixth grade, seventh grade, I would listen to this like radio station, community college radio station. It was called, um, KGRG. And it had like, there was two shows in particular that were really good. They were like, there was one called Girl Squad and it had like all these like cool, like female punk bands and things like that. Like they had Bikini Kill and Red Ants and stuff like that. And then they had this other show called Alternative Past. And they this guy like played stuff from like Kleenex to like, I don't know, just Vice Squad and some other like 70s, like punk, 80s punk bands and stuff. So... I think radio was like a big thing as well. Like at least being in the oh, damn. for sure. Yeah, no, that's and cool. Cops. Portland had shit radio. Really? Well, this for one, what? it was funny because it was, it was a, it was called green river community college and it was like in Auburn and this radio station was amazing. And it had like awesome shows. And, um, that was probably like the big, I guess my like kind of big scene there was like KJRG and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a cool, it was a cool radio station. Yeah, man. When I the only thing there was cable in Portland. And when I was a kid, like for about five years, Tom Pig had a radio show and we'd all tape it and pass the tapes back around. But that yeah, was the I only thing in Portland. Shows. I still have my tapes. I would put like tape <laughs> over the tape that I wanted to record over. <laughs> yeah. And then I would just tape the radio shows and then me and my friends would just like, you know, make mixtapes off that 
like bootleg radio station show and then like pass it along to each other. It's so funny. Like so much work that goes into that stuff, you know? A lot of work yeah. and a lot of research. Like you can't just, you couldn't just dig and find something on the internet. You had to like really like search people out and like search for info. Yeah. Those jacket studying parties sound really fun. Like I forgot about all that kind of stuff. It seems so innocent and because <laughs> we used to do the same. I just forgot. Yeah. We'd watch UK DK like a hundred times to where I could like basically just recite the entire movie. Oh my God. We'd watch like, I remember in high school, like uh, my uncle bought me a Sex Pistols CD when I was like 10. Like when they did like the reunion and like Johnny Rotten was like being a jerk all over like MTV and <laughs> what is this? That guy is such a dick. Like, he's so cool. And so, like, I became obsessed with Sid and Nancy. And then I, like, in high school, I showed my friends the movie and they loved it. And we'd just, like, go around, like, faking, like, shitty, dumb British accents and, like, reciting lines from Sid and Nancy. That was stupid. But, like, we loved it. And, that yeah, we'd stud our jackets and we'd, like, paint bands on the back. I remember I had this kid's denim jacket and I painted the Menace logo on the back. And then when I was at Manitoba's once, like, I, I met the guy who claimed he was their manager. So I, he did tell me that they were going to play New York, like, eventually. But, like, they did. And then, I don't know, like, what was the deal? It wasn't, like, the original singer or it was only the original singer? And I heard it was just the drummer. So yeah, so then it was. But they didn't make it out to Portland, so I don't know. And people talk a lot of shit, so it's hard. It's hard to say whether. But yeah, he was like, "Oh, you like Menace, huh? Like I'm their manager." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. and I got to paint. um, So silly, like Vinny Stigma asked me to paint his leather jacket once, and that was like a huge honor. And he wanted, (laughs) like, you know, I love the Blitz. I want you to put the blitz, <laughs> the blitz, not just blitz. It was the blitz. He's like, I want the logo with the skull on my leather jacket. You do it for me. You kids can cut it and everything, whatever you want. So you're like, I'm not you kids can do whatever you want to it. We're studying his jacket. And I'm like carefully painting like his like little skull with the wings on the back with my high school like art tools. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are fun parties. It's cool. <laughs> I haven't done it in so long. Can you still buy paint pens? I don't, I don't know. I haven't bought them in a while, but um, paint pens didn't work that great on the jacket. So it was really hard because you had to shake them a lot and then they would like yeah. really get on the leather. Yeah, or like the big ones, like you'd get a big burst of paint and then that would just like fuck up your whole design. So I kind of like the little paintbrush method. <laughs> I always had to use stencils because I wasn't very good with art. Same. So the paint pens work fine for me. Yeah, I wasn't great either, but like, you know, it's punk. If if the (laughs) smoke looks a little wonky or cross-eyed, who cares? (laughs) A lot of hours going into that jacket. It's kind of crazy to think about it. Like hundreds of them. Yeah, it's so freaking heavy too. That jacket. I think my mom picked up once, and she was like, "What the hell is this? Like, what? <laughs> a million pounds?" And she's like, "Geez, like, you, like you wear this?" I remember like going to the airport once because I had to like go visit my uncle, like having to like disarm basically, like throwing the jacket 
in the bin and like just like taking off like everything like all of like your book here like it's just so ridiculous like the bracelets and the belts and like your three belts yeah i have like the bondage belts and like strangers on the train would just pull me like literally like strangers would just be like what is this and just pull a ring and like bring me towards them i'm like oh like what are you doing don't pull me (laughs) yeah it was pretty silly but then you have like the bullet belts <laughs> that like freak belt. Belt. Yeah, it was okay. real. <laughs> People didn't mess with you if you had a bullet belt. Like they'd ask, they were always like, "What's that for? Like, do you use that?" <laughs> Maybe in Alabama they would, but not in New York. <laughs> oh no! Even in Ohio, Colin got pulled over in a parking lot at a grocery store once, oh. and they thought he was a terrorist. <laughs> Oh, Colin. <laughs> that was, you know. Uh, damn. <laughs> He's, He's far like, from it. He's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did you guys start playing instruments? I still don't really play an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fiddled around in high school. Um, I tried to play like upright bass because. You know, we had band, and that was like the only, the closest thing to a guitar that I could get to. But um, since it was like band music and classical music, I wasn't too interested. But then I picked it up again um, to join Baby Shakes, basically, like right before I started fiddling around and just got more interest and wanted to play more when we were trying to start a band. <laughs> How about you, Mary? Um, my brothers, my brothers played music and had a band when I was growing up when I was really little. And um, like around sixth grade, like they they did hand me like their guitar that they didn't want anymore, and they taught me a couple chords. And I mean, I played I played for a while for a little bit, and then I kind of stopped as well. And then when once I moved to New York, um, like I think I was like twenty two or twenty one or something like that. That's when I joined Baby Shakes. Um, that's when we, I was actually, what was I, the, the drummer? Like I was the first, I was the drummer. Cause I was like, I don't want to play guitar anymore. I don't want to sing, you know? And I was like, I'm going to learn drums. And I, so I started playing drums, you know, pre New York. And I was like really learning, like, I'm going to learn, I'm going to do it. And when I got to New York and joined baby shakes, I was the drummer and, but then it was like, I wasn't good enough. You know, I was like, oh, I can't do this you know and you were good you just played kind of slow well there was this one there was this one song that we covered it was the undertone song get over you and i remember being like we call it the popeye arm because i was like trying so hard to keep up because it's like this constant like like on the hi-hat and i was like you guys my my arm's hurting (laughs) but it was like after an hour of drumming, you're like, you're going to have like strong arms, you know? So like, wow. I mean, all props to anyone that, that drums, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard instrument. I guess we just kind of like started, you know, rearranging the members. Judy always was the lead guitarist, but, um, I was the original singer. You were the original singer. And then I became like bass player. And then we like switched because I was like, I, you know, I can play guitar, you know, I could, I'll try that. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, I play a little bass. I'll go back to it. Fuck it. Yeah. And then, so we kind of like switched that way. And then we just like, yeah, we started playing that way. So Judy, when did you start playing? Um, well, when I was really little, I played trumpet and piano, (laughs) but, um, as far as like, 
like guitar goes, I think I learned much later in age than Claudia Mary probably. I started playing, I started playing and learning stuff when I was a teenager, but I never really picked up, picked up the actual guitar until like right before Baby Shakes, actually. Um, I would like learn a few punk covers and stuff. And um, at the time I was living with a roommate who was actually, Claudia was dating at the time and he was kind of like lit a fire under our asses and my ass. And he was like, you should really like keep up like the guitar and like join a band. My girlfriend's trying to start a band. So it was kind of, it was basically that, that kind of pushed me to really learn how to play guitar. Like, you know, like join a band and do it for real. Yeah. We'd be like oh. in the room next door, like in the living room, like hearing Judy kind of practice and we're like, is that like, is that Cronjun? Like what's she playing now? Like, is that Buzzcox? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we bonded over like, um, you know, our love of like the same bands, like all of us actually. But when Judy and I first met, we met at CBGB's at a show and like she had like big purple Bihawks and I had like bleached out. Big That's where I met you too. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's Not at that show, but when you had purple Mohawks, but that, I think it was in Atlanta. <laughs> well like that girl looks cool like you know and we just that's how we first met but then yeah again um we all became closer and then mary moved here and um you know she liked the same kind of music and avi introduced us her friend avi so you know avi right the, the cartoon yeah. He brought so I met Avi, like in when i was 16 and he he actually came to live in seattle for like about a year and we became good friends there in Seattle. He moved back to New York. And then I went to actually visit New York in after high school, I think for a little bit. And I was like, I need to, I need to live here. You know, I want to come here. And then just a few years later, that's when I, that's when I went. So. How long have you been a band? 2004, 2005, right? I can't do the math, like 15 years, something <laughs> uh, like on and off. Took a few years off, but most yeah. years around. Yeah, we were out of a drummer for a while, so we were like hiatus, but yeah. Yeah, 15 years. That's <laughs> crazy. It's a long time. It is, especially with how much stuff you guys do. And being a band in New York seems... It seems like a real hassle. Oh, it's a big challenge. It is a challenge. You know, you have you definitely have to work like a full-time job, you know, obviously. And you have to... <laughs> You know, you take taxis to go to shows, you know, like it's, it is kind of, it is a pain in the ass, but I think like playing, like when we first started and we were playing throughout our time, like, I don't know, it was just so much fun that we just kind of like did it, you know? And then it, it really didn't even, we didn't really think too much of it. We just did it, I guess. If that makes sense. Anything yeah. that we could do, like a means to satisfy the end, like we would have shows you yeah, you had that goal where you're like, we're going to play that show, blah, 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 let's practice, blah, 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 blah. You're just in this mindset of like, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Like, let's play, let's write, let's, you know. And you just kind of forget about all the little annoyances, I guess. I mean, or big annoyances, you know. So. Yeah, like studio rents are pretty high. So we have to split a studio with like five gross bands, you know, like. <laughs> we used to have this joke too, where we were like, if a member is late to practice, you got to put in $20 extra. Yeah. <laughs> Start charging by the time. That, 
Oh my God. We were crazy about practice too. I mean, I remember like we would, we would practice during a blizzard too. We're like, we have to be at practice. (laughs) I remember recording our first demo. It was on the 4th of July and like our phones were going off like crazy. Like people are like, where are you guys? And we're like, we're finishing our demo. (laughs) We just, we, we definitely, it was a lot of hard work and we missed out on a lot of stuff, but we got to do awesome stuff too. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, well, you guys like practice all the time or you're still recording or, you know, but it's, it's like what we love to do. And, you know, we put in a lot of effort and it's not easy in New York. It's just not like you have to do it when you can. Um, the schedules are hard because everybody has to work a million jobs to be able to afford to live there. You got to like compromise with other bands sharing your space. Um, equipment is hard. We have to take taxis and, and try and pack everything into like a tiny New York taxi because a lot of venues don't have back lines. <laughs> Luckily, Judy, Judy, Judy has really great packing skills. Mm-hmm. She, she can fit like a whole show of worth of stuff into a freaking like taxi. I don't even know how she does. She's like, you know, she's like, nope. She's like, put this amp like this way, put the slide in the symbols this way. <laughs> she's yeah. so good. <laughs> really hate us. <laughs> I just put it together that you're packing all your equipment and shit to a show in a taxi. I thought you were just like trying to get to practice and stuff. No, we we have to get taxis. Like sometimes we'll do like (laughs) one or two people will meet and like load in and then go into the taxi like with everything, like just drums and stuff like on their laps. You know, the drivers are always like, oh God, like what is this? You can't do them. We're like, no, 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 it works. Trust me, it works. And then two other people will take the train and be there so that we can unload. It's just, it's like a whole thing. Like we have to like figure out the schedule and like (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous getting home is always such a nightmare because we're like you know we drink at the show and then we have to like reload the taxi (laughs) but it's it's amazing when a club has backline and you're like thank god it's just the best if they have a backline or some drum shells and we can just bring breakables it's that's a dream come true yeah but that was just recently, but when we first started, it was like you gotta bring everything, <laughs> and then nobody would have that for you. <laughs> like nobody would want to loan you their equipment, and like we understood why, like easily, because when we first started, people were like, "Hey, girls, can we borrow your amps?" And like, <laughs> break it, and then we break it. borrow anything. So we don't. We're like, we're like we learned quickly. We're like, no, we're not supplying the backline for this fucking show. Fuck that. Tell them to bring their amps. So then you start negotiating. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you one bass amp for two guitar amps. Like, and just, you know, it's it's really like everything is just such a hassle to try and organize. But we do it and it's fun and we work it out. <laughs> yeah, it's... Nobody has cars either. So that's another... That's another <laughs> hassle. <laughs> so after this long, what keeps you going as Baby Shakes? Um... Or do you even think about it? Is it just what you do? No, I mean, the time just kind of flew by really quickly. Like when people ask us, I think it always dawns on us like, wow, 15 years have passed already. But I don't know. It's just fun. It keeps being fun. And, you know, we get to travel and 
Um, sometimes we get to go to new places that we haven't been to before. I think that's just like, that's kind of like the reward for all of our efforts. So that's one big reason. And it's just fun, like making music, playing music. It's, it's like a release, you know, like. Yeah. We also put out, we've also put out a lot of our own records and that, that's, that part is, I mean, it's, it can be a, a huge ass hassle as well, but it's yeah. that part is kind of fun too. It's like this whole do it yourself kind of attitude and like, I don't know, just working together. We all have really good, like different skill sets that we bring to the table. Like, and, and I think that really helps as well. And it's just, we, we kind of like, we just do things our, our way, I guess. And it's, it's pretty fun, you know, like, and we get to travel and like Claudia said, like travel and experience different cultures and meet different people and hang out with friends. And that, I mean, that's ultimately, that's all there is to it. So. And we all enjoy each other's company. Like, you know, like, of course things can get stressful at times, but like, you know, it's, we work it out. Like there's no egos. It's not like we're like fighting or like trying to kill each other like some other bands i've seen like you know or no one's trying to get like an attention yeah if anything we're all like i don't want the attention like just stop it you know like put brian you know like yeah yeah right. <laughs> everyone's always like where's the drummer but we're like oh no we put we try to put him in pictures all the time you know we he so, he's as much as he wants. He hates photos. Yeah, he does. He's really he's really the shy one. <laughs> I think he just. I think we honestly we just got really lucky by all finding each other. I mean, it's like hard enough to get along with one person like in a relationship, but then having like three <laughs> together like crazy. I never really thought about it too much lately until like my boyfriend's always like mentioning. He's like, I cannot believe that you guys get along so well. He's like. I've been in bands and we want to kill each other. We hate each other. We can't, you know, we can't stand to be together. Like when we're not doing band stuff, he's like, you actually got, you guys actually like hang out, like not doing band stuff and drinking. He's like, what is going on? He thinks it's like, it like blows his mind. But yeah, I think, I don't know. Like we really got lucky with our personalities and stuff. We just like, yeah, we've never had any like big blowouts or fights or anything on tour. That's been like, you know, like, we've never broken up, I guess. Like bands break up all the time and then get back together. So with like the three of us getting along together so well, um, it was kind of like a miracle. Claudia introduced us to Ryan in 2010, I believe it was. And he was just fit right in. His personality, his attitude, his taste in music, his history. Like it was just crazy just to meet another like fourth person that, you know, just like kind of became part of our family. So he's like, He's like our little our little brother, basically. Like he's just one of us. He's like cool yeah. dude. Yeah, he's, he's easy to get freaking, along. Freaking hilarious too. Yeah, so, like we're all just like him every day. You know, I mean, we don't really talk to him. He sends memes, so yeah, like, he talks to us through memes. <laughs> we communicate. We communicate with him in memes. So he sends a meme. We were like, we'll reply in memes back. You know, so but. <laughs> We know he's okay and he's doing great. So, <laughs> just from the times that I've been there, like New York City has changed so much. Like yeah. how Claudia, I bet you've seen ridiculous things. But even Mary and Judy, for the time that you lived there, how's it changed? So many changes since we started. I mean, we basically moved over 
a different borough of like, you know, when we first started playing, everything was in Manhattan. It was in the East Village, Lower East Side area. Um, all the venues closed down. All the bars closed down. They moved out of that area and to Brooklyn and further out. So yeah, I think that's we, used to, we used to hang out at like Mars Bar and where Claudia worked actually and Motor City where Claudia worked too as well. So we would we would go there to hang out with her. And um, it, it's just, they're all like closed down. And that, that was like a, that was a cool part of New York as well. It, you know, that was, a, it was a cool time, you know, it was fun. It just really sucks because everything was more centrally located. Like everything was in the East Village. Like you could go to a show at Lit or even at CB's like earlier on. And then you went to Mars Bar after everybody met Mars Bar. Like, and then you could go to Motor City or you could go to another bar or like, beauty bar, like everything was like within 20 blocks. So you can just walk there or take a cab easily. Now things are like in different boroughs, like nothing's in Manhattan, or maybe there's a bigger show in Manhattan. And then the after party is in Queens. Like it just makes no sense. So it is much harder to get around. Yeah. It's not like as like closely knit and like things are not as as like close together as they used to be. So a lot of people are split up. You got to choose between like your buddy's DJ night or this show because they're in different boroughs and it's going to cost you like a hundred bucks just in cab fare to get back and forth. Um, Cause nobody's going to take the train to Queens. Like sometimes the trains aren't even running that late. You know, I always said when people start moving to Queens, that's when I'm moving out of New York. <laughs> no fucking way I'm going to move back to Queens. <laughs> No way. And I still haven't lived in Queens since. I live in Brooklyn now. But now I'm like, eh, fuck it. Why not? If everything's there, that's just the way it is. <laughs> not the Bronx, though. I won't do the Bronx. <laughs> no Staten Island. Oh. Yeah, I'm never going to Staten Island. I think I forgot. You know, you know that ferry that you can... about that one. On your own. <laughs> like a free ferry ride. That's as close as... And we, like, stopped at Staten Island. I turned right around. That's as far as I, or that's as close as we've gotten to Staten Island. I don't know. I've still never been. I've been to Long Island, but not Staten Island. It's free to go into Staten Island, but they charge you to come out of it. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't go on it. That should sum it up. you want. Like, here's $5,000. Like, it's all I've got. (laughs) What was your opinion of the Continental? That club. Do you remember it? They used to water down their drinks. Yeah, I remember. I remember they were like ten, ten dollars for ten shots. Oh, they were like, so watered down. We played Continental once, actually. Yeah. I did like we ten played. shots. I couldn't get drunk. Yeah, I mean, we all did ten shots. We like, ten shots. for a dollar or something crazy. They were like half the size too. They were just like, that's not a shot. <laughs> That is not a shot. They're little, little, little Uji Boo baby little shots. Such a scam. Yeah. That was I mean, kind of one of our first show. I mean, like, probably like our fifth or sixth show. It, yeah. was, like, it was early on Baby Shark Street. Trigger was such a dick, man. That guy, like, we just used to fuck with him so much because he'd fuck with us. <laughs> he had, like, that like, stickers hat and he was just yes. an asshole. Yeah. God, we all hated him. Like, I remember somebody threw a soda for McDonald's at him once because he was just such a <laughs> He'd always kick us out. And I was always trying to sneak in because like at the beginning, I was too young to get into there either. But I knew people that worked there. 
So they'd let me in or like, you know, when he had his back turned, but like, man, we were just talking about this the other day because Damien um, from Lower East Side Stitches passed away. And like, I oh, that band there like almost every week. Like that was one of the bands that we'd go see when I was in high school. Lower East Side Stitches, LES Stitches. And they were fucking awesome, man. Like they were just like the cool dudes that we looked up to. It was like one of our local bands. And that guy was really chill. He was so awesome. Damien and Mick, they were really nice. Um, but yeah, that was one of the hangouts. And even though Trigger was a dick, like it was a fun place. Their shots sucked, but it was a fun place. <laughs> Well, that's kind of why I wanted to ask because we played there with Walter Lure once and everything about like it sounds awesome going into it and it was one of the stupidest nights of my life. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, everything, everything about it sucked and I don't even understand how. It's like, yeah, like you just you get to New York City, you get to play with Walter Lure, everything sounds awesome. It's like it's the, the Lower East Side, and then just everything sucks. Yeah, it was like right on the corner of St. Mark's, like yeah. right you're going into like right across the street from Trash and Vaudeville, where like Coney Island High used to be, a couple blocks away from CBGB's. Centrally located, yet you seem like you're in fucking Times Square when you're at that place. But <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, I would give anything for a place like that nowadays. Actually, like thinking back, like just with characters. Yeah that like trigger like you don't really have people like that anymore you don't have people like that these days at all and to get to walk out and be on saint mark's like you know you don't have that it's like you walk out of a bar now and you're in like a neighborhood and everyone's like Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i guess everyone's gonna have to move to alabama you can be loud God, no. I'm, like, sweating my ass off right now here. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, so out here. I like Claudia's uh, American coffee. I am American. It says American coffee on your uh, coffee. Oh. oh, yeah. This is my, uh, is my local job. American <laughs> coffee. American <laughs> coffee. Genuine American coffee. Down the block from the curb mark, can you get me some bald peanuts? <laughs> we'll meet you down yonder. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm a Yankee sitting here, sweating my ass off. I was going to say, they know you're a Yankee, even going no, to the coffee know. shops, like Yankee yeah. shit. They know. Like, every, like people have been like, don't tell me you're a, I know you're a Yankee, but don't tell me you're a Democrat, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but don't. <I'm> hard. <laughs> Not even going there. Hey. <laughs> Some guy came up to me. I was like at a thrift store the other day. I was like this teenage kid, and he's like, he's like, I like your pigtails because I had like trying to keep my hair. And he's like, he's like, you like guns? Like that was his pickup line, I guess. Bullshit! People already asked you if you're a Democrat and if you like guns. Yes, yes. These things have happened. You like guns? Claudia, like your pigtails. Claudia, while you're down there, you should watch that Deliverance. God, no. Yeah, <laughs> the like I'm already staying in the woods pretty much. I just no, can't. It's scary. <laughs> I want to go back to civilization. Back to a bit. Stay away from the river. 
Oh, yeah. Right. I saw some people like in shorts. It was like 60 degrees out and they were like shirtless and like taking a dip in the river underneath the bridge. I drove by and I was like, I want no part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Far away from that. Are you going to be there for summer? Is it going to be hillbilly summer? Oh, God, no. I'm coming back next week. No, it's going to be New York summer. I'm coming back next week. The weather has been like pleasant because I left New York when it was snowing and it was freezing and it was like 60, 65 degrees here, but now it's a lot hotter and I'm ready to go. I don't want, like, I got bit by bugs that I've never even heard of. Like, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) So you can go back to New York to the rats and the roaches. Yeah. Like yeah. Bugs, you, bugs you understand. You know them. <laughs> At least they don't fly. Like family. <laughs> for each other. We know how to live. fish. <laughs> Those millipedes. Oh. Like my, my social circle down here is like Walmart. Like, I call everybody. I'm like, hey, I'm Walmart. I got reception in 10 minutes. What's up? New York is so hot in the summer. I've yeah. actually wanted to die. What do you even do? Coffee. During the day, during the day, I'll stay in. You know, <laughs> like I'm not going out. <laughs> it's like there's a period of like 1 p.m. to like 3:30 where it's like, eh, you don't really have to go out. You know, stay indoors. But summer nights in New York are amazing. They're one of my favorites. Yeah, it's fun. Definitely. Like you guys started drinking by the river during covid right oh yeah yeah by the um east the river, river. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's a really beautiful spot it's like it, we we've been like during covid we've been um going down to the jetty and just kind of like having some beers and stuff and it like kind of overlooks like the manhattan skyline and you have to crawl through this like rusted fence and like it's it's a pretty it's a good it's a good spot it's a good spot but like it's it's Sounds one of like my a good It is. I'll have to send you a video of it or like a picture of it. You'll see. Yeah, it's cool. It's like all graffitied up, and there's like teenagers like getting stoned and like it's cute. You know, like, trying to sneak candy <laughs> <from> work. It's <laughs> like, get out of our park. <laughs> there's this weird like tower too. Like you can climb up it. Wait, Judy, were you there? When, like, some guy, just, like, random guy came up and, like, was like, what are you guys doing? He's like, I'm going to climb this tower. And it's, like, it was so high. And we were, like, cheering him on. We are like, God, climb, climb, climb. <laughs> like, the things you do when you're, like, bored, you know? It's just, like, being 15 again. We did, we've been doing our haircuts out there, too. So, it's a, it's a good place. <laughs> Got everything out there. Yeah.
So this will end up being two episodes. But next time you can hear what it's like to play in Ireland with Protex.